God's grace, his mercy, his peace are yours through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the word that took on flesh and made his dwelling among us. Amen. The word of God we look to comes to us in the parable of Jesus as he teaches us what work in the kingdom is like, and he relates it to a farmer, a sower of the seed, and and it shares with us how this seed works as the man scatters it on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. This is, this is how it works in the kingdom. There's, there's power in this. And I guess maybe just to, to think about this a little bit, because this today is not going to be anything new for you to ponder. You've probably heard these words before. It's not going to be anything that comes as a complete aha moment, because this sometimes we almost just take for granted, the, the, the power that, that is in this seed that's planted. And I, I'll ask you maybe this question to lead into to our discussion on God's word. What's the most powerful thing that has ever been placed in your hand? If you think about that for a second, what would be, I, I mean, I remember as a kid, um, this is way back in South Dakota, back in, 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 a, in a barn somewhere in the, in the back of, a, of the shop, there was, there was dynamite. I don't think you can even get that unless, unless you have it, but to hold a stick of dynamite, it kind of looks like a flare. It doesn't seem like much, but when you can see what, what that one stick can do when you put that, the, the blasting cap on top and, and how it can just blow up rock and stone, I mean, that is power and it seems so small, so light. I've, I've also, maybe, maybe we have now a, a generation that is, we still serve, but the, they're, they're getting fewer and fewer that have never really got into the whole smartphone. I mean, when, when, you, when I show a shut-in sometimes, what you can do, I'll show pictures and even show the video of, of the new sanctuary, and they're just like, wow, on the phone, you can, you can watch it immediately, and, and you can watch live church. And right now, I probably could say, and I won't say it because it'll just actually do it, but talk to Siri on my phone and say, I need a sermon for Mark chapter 4, and they will search the web for me without ever pressing a button, and all of a sudden announce to me, here's what I got. I can make a phone call to my niece in Germany right now, no problem. I could press two buttons, and it would start ringing. That's power. What's the most powerful thing you've ever held in your hands? As a kid, my dad, even though we didn't always have good places to do it, always was determined to have a garden. And I used to loathe the fact that we had to go out there. And we didn't have all the good equipment, you know, but we would have to go out there and till up the space, and he would have us plant and help weed and do this. And he would put in our hands these seeds. The ones I brought today, this is just small little black sunflower seeds, and, and I have a couple of kidney beans, these dry things. I mean, they're just dry to the touch. They don't seem like much. I remember trying to space out and plant like carrot seeds or beets. It's tiny and you tried to space them out in their little mounds and you put them in there and then you just maybe threw some water on it and walked away. The rest was up to the ground and the sun and maybe are careful watching every once in a while just to see if anything was happening. And Pastor Nass, a few months ago when he was preached, shows a time lapse of, of a bean plant and what you see going down and what you see coming up. And this is what's being alluded to here when Jesus says, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. 
would you have come up with this being one of the most powerful things you've ever held in your hand, a, a dry seed? But in this dry, insignificant, tiny little thing, when you put it into the right place, life springs from what to all can be observed as just dry and dead. And, and scientists, as much as they can take camera angles of this and can, can talk about how this happens, they can't start with nothing and, and bring about the life. They have to start with the, the base things that God blesses and says, life will come from this. This small, insignificant thing, and, and maybe this seed right here, the sunflower seed, if you ever watch these things grow, they grow into plants, as tiny as this is, that are usually taller than a full-grown man, and then they have this, this flower on top that produces hundreds of seeds. The birds come and harvest them if you don't get them first, but, and then eventually, after it does what it does in that cycle, it, it produces this plant and then it dies. It, it shrivels and it's cut down and it decomposes, maybe becomes nutrients for the next cycle and generation. But that's the unfortunate thing with, with these seeds. As much as they contain life and they do amazing things, there is a cycle to them. And death still reigns. So I'm going to take this one step further, and it's what Jesus is really alluding to here in this parable. The most powerful thing that, that can be placed into a sower's hand is not a kidney bean or a sunflower, but here Jesus calls it a seed. It, it's, it's this, God's word. The most powerful thing that God could, could place into our hands. And in this powerful seed and in its planting amazing things happen and we don't even know why God has to explain it to us this is not just a book of pages with black ink that tells tells us history and gives us poetry and tells a great narrative that warms our hearts at Christmas where we have gifts in trees and a baby in a manger and then we also hear the wonderful narrative to which we celebrate with eggs and baskets and a ham dinner it's more than just the things that are the cycle of our calendar and the reasons we take off work. This isn't just about things that happened in the past that have some bearing on us today. These are the very actions of God that bring about life, that take something as insignificant as us and we, as we grow up, are touched by death in the day that we first begin to start to grow in a mother's womb it's passed on to us, and as that, that seed becomes life and it grows and grows, it's also touched by death. And as we come into life and we see ourselves as so young and we have everything going for us, we just have this full life to live, we're growing older and older, the cycle of these seeds, right? That there is a time here on earth, another a death announced before church today, we have a funeral this Tuesday, there is a cycle, but, but the seed that that God plants, this, this powerful seed that comes from his word, death has no reign over it. The seed that is planted in you is the only eternal thing. The only thing that makes sense out of all the things that we face. The only thing that can bring hope and peace that does not end even when breath is no longer in lungs. That's the seed that has been planted in you. And it seems so insignificant when it happens. It's a splash of water and a, and a name announced. 
a child just last week, I, I watched, there was no reaction because the water was warm. There was no like startle or anything else. The child eventually for pictures smiled a little bit. But I didn't see any physical change, but deep inside, everything changed. God had planted the promise of his word and connected this child and one day connected you too to everything that God has done and everything that God is doing and everything that God promises to be. The seed planted in you is is bearing fruit. Don't neglect to observe it. Why are you here today in church Because the seed planted in you is is bearing fruit and knows that that seed needs to be fertilized and watered to make sure that the weeds of the world don't crowd it out. That that seed needs to grow and it grows as it hears the truths, this, this replanting, this encouragement that the Holy Spirit uses in the message of Jesus. And it's one that we all know so well and sometimes we can take it for granted but understand that on our own there is nothing but death and shriveling. God's word contains a message that is, that is stark, and it is true. And in that message called the law, that's where God comes and does some digging and preparing the soil. I remember when we built our home here in, in Lake Mills, the, the soil is not very good where our house is. I was even told by one of our members that back in the day when that was all just fields and pastures, he was actually trying to till the field and he broke the back axle of an old Ford tractor because it was just so hard. They decided it wasn't good for planting, not much could grow. And I decided in saving money and building the house that we would do our own landscaping. And I thought this would be a great way to save money and I know how to plant grass. I know how to plant trees, no problem. You got down about four inches and there was no moving that earth. It was so hard and you could use a pickaxe and a pry bar and then you would discover this stone that wasn't just a rock but it was this big huge mass you couldn't get around and we had to bring in the big equipment. The stuff that was designed to move this, to agitate the earth, to dig deep so that the root balls of those trees could be put into the ground and they would have a chance at growing. And then when you covered it up and the soil was prepared and you threw the seed down, guess what? We have a lawn. We have trees. We have flowers that grow. And that's what God's word does for us too. It gets beyond that, that hard crust that our heart is. It gets down and removes the rocks and makes it a fertile planting. And then God, in, in an amazing mercy and miracle, provides life where there was nothing but death. And it grows. And day or night, and we don't always see it, and we don't always feel it, but it is always happening because the Holy Spirit is there doing what it does. Just like a plant that grows, it grows in us. And we see it. We see it in how we handle life's challenges. We see it in the, in the young children that grow up to be adults. We see it in the things they confess and say and how they deal with the things that come in life and how they balance the most important things with the things that are blessings but aren't the things that are eternal. We see it in families that sometimes when they have to deal with death, they come with tears in their eyes because it is so sad, a loved one now gone. But then when the comforting truths of of God's word are offered, you see there's a peace that overtakes and they know that God is not done. That is just how the plant grows, right? 
This is what Jesus did. His, his life takes the place of, of the life that we live. His, his death is the death that we deserve. His place now back in heaven is the place that he is preparing for us. We are connected to that because of the sowing of that seed that God has put in our heart, and it grows it grows in the testimony we do among each other. It grows in the way that we look at our life and how we use our resources, how we use our talents. It changes the way we think and the attitude and motivations of our mind. This is the seed growing in you. And together it produces abundant fruit. Even in the church we see things that are amazing when you just stop and ponder, why would we do the things that we do? Maybe just an example would be this. This is the Holy Spirit's work among us. As pandemic hit, and all of a sudden, we literally could not gather in church. A number of nine was allowed. What did we decide to do? We decided to go and, and become digital so that we could still serve God's people, that we could foster and get rid of the weeds and give to, to God's people that, that a precious message of the gospel. And so we went online, but it wasn't just to serve you. It was, it was to serve anybody we could to go out there now into the world wide web and allow that seed that is planted deep in us not only to foster and grow in us but to support the ministry that sow that seeds to others. And, and then in the midst of a pandemic, what do we do? We built a church. When everything seemed to be retracting and big questions were being asked, what comes next? How are we going to do these things? What do we do? We throw up a building that is bigger than anything that we've ever worshipped in. We had to handle the overflow, and now we have this building that can serve God's people, even with the new, the new restrictions that are, that are coming upon us and continue. We can serve God's people here. With the money we spent on this, how many, how many retirements would that fund? How many dream vacations to Disney would that have paid for? How much tuition could you have gone and just paid cash out instead of taking student loans? But instead, what do we do? Over and above the abundance God gives us for our personal needs, the, the seed in us grew and bore fruit that we would do his kingdom work together. And now what is happening? Do you know that just a few weeks ago as we continued to do virtual worship, that when you connect the number of hours that were observed online with the number of people here, our attendance was probably bigger than two years ago when we were not in pandemic. Is that not a testimony to the power of that word, that seed that God says we are to sow? And I'll give you one more thing that just shows the power of this, this seed. You know what Jesus used when he walked the earth to bring about the kingdom? Sure, he did miracles of healing and helping and feeding. Yes, he did to show he was God. But by and large, you know what he used? The same message that you hear today. Because in that message is the power of God for the salvation of all who hear it. And when God left this earth, sure, he gave the first generation of apostles some amazing power to do things. But then that dwindled off. He was just starting the church giving them words that they could say in other languages, giving them power to heal. But what he left behind for his church is that same powerful word that we have today. We see the fruit of its planting in your hearts. But God doesn't only just put it in your heart that it might bear fruit. He puts it in your hand. 
and says, now go and, and sow the seed that has done such amazing things for you. Why does God allow the stuff that's going on in our lives, whether it's the political stuff that's happening this week, what's going to happen? Why it's the pandemic stuff that's going on all around you, you wear a mask as witness to it? Maybe God is just stirring up the soil, revealing some rocks that are out there so that his word, that seed of the gospel, can be planted in other hearts and do what only the Holy Spirit can do. Is that not why we are here? To support that work, to pray for it, to support it with our time and talents, and then to take that seed, that abundance of seed that is in our hand and go and sow it. And then the Holy Spirit will do what he's going to do through it. Because what we sow is power to bring life. Power to change life. The seed planted in you has grown and will continue to grow until the harvest when the Lord returns or he takes you to himself. It has changed everything about you, the way you think, the way you act. It, it changes your ability to love and forgive. It gives you motivations that this world cannot give. It gives you a purpose in your life and how to plan out and use your resources. It allows you to see that the blessings God gives comes from his providing hand. It has changed your identity before you and your God. It has guaranteed your eternity. That's the seed, that powerful seed planted in you. And it's also the seed that God puts in your hand and simply says this, be a faithful farmer now with the powerful seed that you know is in your hand and go and sow it in your lives. And as you do, God will bless it. Amen. Please stand. Now may the peace of God that is ours through Jesus Christ, who is the seed of the gospel planted deep in our hearts, help us as we grow as the plant to maturity to take that precious seed and to sow it into the world that God may bless his fertile fields. Amen. I invite you to open your service folder or follow along on the screen as we join our voices together in confession.